All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Everybody, hello, hello, welcome to Under Talk. It's the dads again. Here we are. Here we are. Just oh, wow. Doing a, thing a normal show, out. huh? Yeah, normal show. Nothing new to report. Uh, we are, <laughs> this thing's crazy. Okay, sorry. My, my Streamlabs just freaked out. Very excited to have everybody here tonight for what is somehow the last podcast version of the stream that we ever do isn't that wild ever ever do uh i'm i'm, I'm getting more pixels here something's yeah, going on with so, my yeah Streamlabs is freaking <laughs> out but it's all good we're gonna we're gonna it's be totally good. fine don't need to worry about yep. it it wouldn't be hunter talk if we didn't have some na production issues oh uh, we got air we got gifted subs from like everybody in the world we got air horn blast here we go Everybody here, the excitement is brimming because we have the most special of guests tonight. Jordan, could you please take a moment and uh, through all the pixels and reduced quality, mm-hmm. give us give just give a brief, wonderful introduction to our guest. Sure, Cole. Tonight, we're very happy and honored to welcome to the show for the last time. Shout out John Robinson. Shout out John Robinson. Let's bring him on. John, I can't believe this time has come, but I wouldn't spend it with anyone else other than you. That's correct. What's up, guys? Thanks <laughs> for having me. Happy to be here. We're not sad that it's over. We're happy that it happened. That's exactly right. That's right. Nothing, nothing but a celebration tonight. So, oh, you guys got me on like a really narrow cam here. Yeah, you yeah. can see you can see that I I'm like a <laughs> Ash and MF main here, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not showing my championship jerseys behind me. I will do it. Watch, watch. We got to recrop. We'll yeah. do we'll do any production live. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, everybody. You get to see this beautiful place. Look at this. Look at this setup. Wow. I love my home this office. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, and the Juvie product placement. Hey, I'm on board. I, pre, I actually pre-juvenated, John. So I've been, I've been into this for about half a can already. I'll be, ju- I'll be juvenating throughout the episode. Yeah. I'll, con- I'll continue to juvenate as well. <laughs> pre-juvenate is one of my favorite um, innovations from the, the show in the last couple of months. I hope that that uh, sticks. You, I mean, you don't you don't need to give my jerseys that much. <laughs> that much. <laughs> I was, yeah. We'll probably cover these moments at some point, but that's right. If you, if you want to reduce me, I I just love it because uh, when we had Jungle Juice on, he would do the same thing. He would get in like the bottom corner of the camera, you know, and just vibe there. And so you have all this extra space on the sides. <laughs> it's like a tradition. You guys, you guys must uh, must go over that in your uh, corporate sit downs and everything, right? I I actually I just had a meeting today with Jungle. You're not going to believe this, uh oh. But I had a leaks. meeting with Jungle Juice today. Leaks, <laughs> leaks. What can you tell us from? But this whatever meeting? could you be talking about, John? <laughs> There's nothing to cover, right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm off Twitter, but I think I saw in my local newspaper that Bjergsen has retired. So, <laughs> some, something to do there. Shout yeah. out, shout out, Minneapolis Sentinel or whatever, <laughs> whoever's doing that reporting locally. Sports yeah. page of yeah, yeah, the Nord Star. Uh huh. Yeah, I picked it up down by the 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 flour mill at the river. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, guys, before before we jump in, now that we've got over 80 guests here. Um, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for the last five years of you guys covering everything we've done here at, at 100 Thieves, from our, our humble beginnings with apparel and LCS to uh, building a pretty pretty incredible fan base. Like We're just so lucky to have you guys here and so lucky to have you on the journey with us and so lucky that you, I mean, you made so much of this happen. You know, it's like, 
I feel like when we were fighting for trophies, we were, we were fighting for those for, for you guys. And I think the 100 Talk Pod community is like one of the most special corners of the 100 Thieves universe. And uh, so like, you know, on behalf of me and Matt and everybody at the org, uh, thank you for all your contributions. And we're very excited for you guys for everything that you're going to do in the future and totally understand that you now have lives and can't watch LCS. <laughs> seven days a week and uh pick apart our vods and read the tea leaves on who our mid laner is going to be next yeah, but, yeah. Um, thank you so much on behalf of of everybody here at 100 thieves and as a as a small small piece of thanks we have a couple of boxes that we sent to you guys if you want to open yeah up. this is crazy mm. so this kind of showed up out of nowhere it's not a small box look at this i can't even fit it on the camera it's just, it's so big. He said a couple small boxes, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am, and this has been sitting in my, uh, in my house for like a week. And I've had to just not open it. Wow, Jordan's giving his a hug. Do we have some hug time? I was, so, with the I was so nervous. I was like, I was like, I was like, where did they come from? I need to know the label. They can't open these before the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are we good to open now? Please. Okay. Feel free, guys. I am nervous. Why am I nervous? I'm nervous though. Okay, one sec. Okay. Uh, let me get this cut. We're not set up for unboxing videos. This is really. I know. Yeah. Actually, used to have the second camera. I don't. I think the box is too big to be able to do that. One sec. Very official-looking box we got here. Oh, you are ahead of me. Jeez. One sec. Spoilers. Ah, okay. All right. Yes. All right. I have the packaging. You got the same one? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to play favorites. Which dad is the favorite? Gets the better box. One second. I get a, I get a new 100T sticker. Cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. All right. Here we go. Jordan, let me know when you're ready for really the really taking shot. This is... I didn't know uh, what kind of equipment to bring, but clearly <laughs> underprepared here. Well, take the lead in. <laughs> okay. Box is open. And look Cole. at that. We just broke 100 viewers. You'll love to see it. Just at the right. right time. Okay, are we ready for this? Right open when you are, Cole. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. One. Oh, oh no, you didn't, dude. No, you didn't. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> Yo! Oh my gosh. All right, chat. One oh, second, one no second, way. one second. One second, one second, one second. Oh, yes! Let's go. The five year okay. anniversary oh, gosh, jacket. So Congrats, guys. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for everything. This is Thank beautiful. You, Oh my goodness gracious! So we Not have on them at the local Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> have my eye on these. Oh, this old thing. <laughs> you might oh, have seen this on someday and Kenny. <laughs> Looks incredible, so man! Oh my gosh! I want. What? I like. I honestly, I want to put it on, but I'm gonna die in the lights if I do that right now. But jeez, <laughs> John, seriously, thank you so much. This is. Incredibly kind. A, oh, George put a couple extra on. made for you guys. I think I think we only made like a hundred, but now I think there are a hundred and two. Oh, nice! We got the two thieves. We got the hundred and two thieves. We broke we broke our rules. I hope people aren't like totally pissed off. Hundred and first and hundred. We don't do reissues, but we made this one exception for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. That's this is awesome, I, man. I'm Thank speechless you so much. about this. Jeez. Oh, and, all right. Uh, thanks for the very kind words too. I yeah. think. Uh, Chat, I hope that you guys know that's that message is for you all as well. So a lot of you've been around. If you see the uh, the sub timings, a lot of these chatters have been around since day one, approximately. So yeah, there's people pushing. Thanks to everybody. We've got like 53 month subs in the chat right now. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. And yeah, I echo what Jordan said about that. Um, yeah, oh sandwich, sandwich just dropped 20 gifted <laughs> to get to that 300 number, by the way. Sandwich is now at 300 total gifted subs in the channel. One, but John, 100 of those, by the way, 
came when uh, we beat C9, the streaking C9. And was that 2021, Jordan? I think so. That happened. He was like, all right, if we beat C9, I'm going to drop 100 because there was no way we were going to do it. Turns out (laughs) we were. Sandwich, congrats on your milestone. But yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I love our little, I I like how you said our, our corner of the fandom, right? Like that's how it's always felt. Like we had this group of people that was just incredible, you know, just real supporters, uh, riding the roller coaster with us all. And, uh, it's been really special to get to know them and to get to know you guys as well, John, um, along the way. So man, uh, well, thanks. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not over. You guys are going to, you guys are still going to be fans and we're going to see you all the time. Yes, that's totally. right. We'll, we'll bring the you buff. Just, you'll just have basically. five or seven hours of your week back every day <laughs> like, <laughs> to, to play video games and see your, and see your children. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the second part of that. That will, that will be really yeah. good. I, I, I told, uh, I told Jordan, it's like, we'll find our way on stream like a couple of times a year, man. There we, we won't be totally gone, but yeah, the, Oh, for sure. The regular celebration coverage. streams. Yeah. I mean, that that's, kind of that's my streaming cadence at this point as well. It's like maybe once or twice a year, you got to hit them totally unexpected for a big moment. <laughs> yep. That's what you got. It's the way to go. Yeah. Your promotion matches that kind of thing. I was going to say yep. he's Val. He's always running the Valorant stream, you know? He's like, all right, I'm going to hit Ascendant tonight. <laughs> we need more of that. Um, say, hey, okay, so since, since we're on 100 Talk, uh, John, do you remember your first time uh, hearing about who we were and what we were doing and like how did you find out and all that stuff? I'm not sure I ever heard that part of the story from you. Um. Well, this is this was like so early on. There was a, yeah. there was just like a whole lot happening, mm-hmm. and my memory gets like a little, a little confused. Like <laughs> when I think of like January through March of twenty eighteen, I guess. Yeah. But what was there was a different name, wasn't there? Yeah, Den of Thieves. <laughs> Den of Thieves yeah, was the original right. name because. Actually, so when we did our um, our twit longer just to announce that we were leaving, I actually found the original text messages from me and Jordan from when we decided to do this. And it, it was just oh, like, no. we just needed to have something to go live. And so we just threw that out there. We're like, yeah, we'll fix it later. And now <laughs> the, real, the real 100T and 100 Talk OGs know the Den of Thieves name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, I, I just remember like, it was like one of those very early and you guys will probably laugh, but it was like, I remember like the first hoodie drop and the first Jersey drop. But like when I heard that we had a fan podcast, it was like a, it was actually like a very similar reaction. I was like, Oh shit. Like this is really, this is really real. If people are like willing to like take time out of their week to, you know, produce something like this, like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And so it definitely felt like a real feather in our cap that, Especially when I heard that none of the other teams had fan podcasts, <laughs> I was like, I was like, because we were all about like we're gonna we're gonna do it different, yeah, you know, and we're not just copying the old guys. To hear that we had like two people that kind of picked us for all these like new and different reasons, as opposed to just like being in the league scene forever, felt really special. Like that was like a real hundred thieves moment for sure. <laughs> Yeah, a I little think- bit of a proof of concept, right? That you you've been able to attract people who didn't know a lot about the league, but were just mm-hmm. looking at the list and said, "Yeah, those guys look pretty cool." Um, turns out we were right. I mean, not to tip our own cap or anything, but we picked pretty well. I would imagine how short lived the podcast would have been if you'd chosen like <laughs> Echo Echo Fox. Echo Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's always what I come R- back R- to. R.I.P. Yeah. Pull a little out there, hey man. 2018 spring, they were pretty good for those first like four weeks. This juvie's for you, oh, Michael Fox. <laughs> they had a, a player named Hooney at the time. Oh, gee. <laughs> Jordan was like eternal Hooney disrespect. That was like my that was the best version of Hooney. That was a good version. It really was. It's and it, it, so just joining the league in 2018, me as well as you. <laughs> uh it was our our my experience was like, look, I don't I don't get what the big deal is about this guy. And everybody always said, Hooney, it's, you know, he's, he's amazing. And I was like, are we sure? Are we sure? And then eventually he, uh, I think everybody came around to my way of, of, <laughs> of seeing it. 
Um, Not yeah, after we got some guys, pretty lucrative contracts. Out in when did you, did you come out in 2018 or 2019? 2018. It was it was June 24th, 2018. Yeah. That's the official uh, official anniversary. And that's <coughs> and then we had lunch. It was like you guys. It was it was the three of us in Jackson, right? Yep. Uh huh. That was yeah. just like that was awesome. Yeah, it, it really was. was. The burger place was great. Yeah, his father's office, I think, is where we were we're at. Uh, um, wait, how appropriate now that I think about it. The hundred talk dads at hundred at father's office. Um, <laughs> so so you you see us doing our podcast, and we literally, I mean, we would talk about it on the show all the time. We didn't know what we were talking about yet. Uh, we still feel like we don't really. But what it what were you know what were your impressions as of what we were actually like saying, especially because early on. We focused a lot on like the, um, I don't know, kind of like the, the marketing and then like the team decisions, you know, like kind of like what you were doing, uh, at the beginning, you know, you were, you were, you and Jackson, I think were kind of like de facto GMs for a while. The way that you guys covered hundred thieves is what made it compelling, right? Like if you guys had done a, like a deep dive on like, lcs tactics and stuff like <laughs> i don't know there are a bunch of other podcasts that already like cover that you know and like they're not that entertaining <laughs> <laughs> we're still not even equipped to do that after five years <laughs> I know, but you guys were you guys were uh you guys were like similar to like what bill simmons did like 20 years ago and what Barshall's mm -hmm. done it's like you like covered you covered it as fans and you talked about not like the games itself but you talked about the fandom right which is really the most like shared experience of all. And I think that's what made it way more fun was to hear your guys take yeah. like, yeah, like, like from the fans perspective, you know, not from like the media's perspective or like a league fans perspective, but actually yeah. from like, or even from a team fans, perspective, here's how we feel. Right. Like, I feel like the only other thing you can get content wise <clears throat> is teams telling you what they want you to know. Right. And it, yeah. I think even the, the most, um, well-intended team content is always going to have that lens, understandably, because it's coming from the team. Um, I remember when I was talking to Cole, I was like, "There's, it was a Monday, you know, and, and we just watched the games. I was like, I'm looking, I can't find anything. And then I finally found something. I think it was Wednesday. And it was, you know, they talked about 100 Thieves for like two and a half minutes. I was like, that's not enough. There needs to be way more of this and and I'm, <laughs> if no one else is going to do it i guess it has to be us yeah um actually i think the content overall for a while there it seemed like but like we would do sunday nights so we'd go live sunday night put it out there after the games yeah, yeah it's just it just seems so strange coming from the spaces we were coming from that, that there wasn't more out there people interested in in talking about 100 thieves um especially as the team continued to do so well that was our first peek into like uh, not getting our due in the scene as people, you know, we, we, we have this, you know, like we're in second place, we're in first place and we still get like five minutes of a weekly show. <laughs> I think, I think the natural hundred talk dads like chip on the shoulder is something that we really appreciate. Like that yes. is a shared bond. Yeah. <laughs> that forever. We like, even after winning, it's like, we see, yeah, but we still didn't get our due. We still didn't get <laughs> <laughs> Some, I still saw a rando on Twitter call, call us a hoodie ord man. We're not done yet. <coughs> like recently? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Around with it. But okay. So what? I wouldn't like, doubt it. So seeing us though, I mean, obviously we had that kind of like thing about us. But w be honest, were we wrong all the time? Were we like really stupid and wrong? <laughs> no, because no, because you had like you couldn't be wrong because you it was the take of the fan, right? <laughs> like. Um, mo most of your, most of your, like, actually like your business takes and your esports move takes were pretty close to accurate because I think you, you guys, you're not going to believe this, but like you guys that like, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but like you're <laughs> well into your lives and business careers probably yes. have like a better sense of what it's like to run a business than <laughs> maybe some of like the people who like are hanging out on like our League of Legends. And <laughs> so your your takes on like, oh, I, I get why they're making this business decision or like, oh, I think I understand why they're picking up like this player or like, you also did a really good job of like, um, we have left a lot of crumbs across the internet yes. where we would often hope our fans would pick up on things. And it actually kind of surprises me 
<laughs> like how many of those are missed, but you guys picked up on probably more of them than any of our other fans. And that was, that was always like really rewarding when you like put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. funny. This is like, it, it feels like talking to your parents when you're an adult now. It's like, all right, how stupid was I? You know, it's like, oh no, it was great watching you grow up and learn these things. <laughs> um, you guys always, you guys always had like a very measured take, which we really appreciated. Yeah. Like I'm, you weren't, you weren't, um, you weren't as bad as like the, the Homer announcers of like the, you know, like the, like the regional sports network who like call your, like your local team's yeah. baseball games or something uh -huh. like that. But it was like pretty close. And so that was, that was highly, that was highly appreciated, you know, like win or lose, like you were always going to have a, the org support because, you know, we never got, you guys never got like too down on where we, on where we were going, even with things during the dark looking, days. Yeah. Looking bleak. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's just, you know, the, Rose-colored glasses looking back, but I mean, this is something that we noticed kind of throughout the course of, of um, it seemed like every title, right? Like even when it was at its darkest point and it was, you know, like we're, we're bringing players up. We don't know what we're going to do. Clearly this isn't the move we had planned, but it is what we got. It didn't, it never took that long for us to make some kind of move that actually significantly improved things. Um, and that's that. I feel like that's something that I, I would be fascinated to hear your take on that. Like, I know that you all didn't actually know that these things would work, but it just always seems to have. If if it didn't get the job done completely, it mm -hmm. at least kept things moving in a positive direction. Which, as a fan, makes it so it's like you look at these other orgs. A lot of them are just they're either treading water or worse, right? Um, and even when we get hit with a setback. It felt like, okay, we have confidence in the organization as fans that they're going to do what needs to happen. So that was always interesting that like mm -hmm. the dark times never lasted that long. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if it felt that way for us. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and we will have a bit of a longer fans. term uh, window, fans, I think. But um, no, I mean, like, I think in, in all of our games, we always have like a 18, 24 month plan. Like we're never like just like, oh shit, how are we gonna get through this season? And then yeah. let's hope that it's like a good a good off season. You know, it's like I can tell you who the good CDL free agents are in 2023 and 2024, right? It's like yeah, we're always like planning around those like windows. Um, but at the same time, also like we have Matt at the helm who like just doesn't stand for mediocre performance, you know. And so like. <laughs> that there is a there is a long-term strategy that is always in place to make sure that things never get too bad right right but then there's also just a natural like uh a natural inclination towards ensuring that like we're never too bad for too long like i think we're always going to lean more towards making changes as opposed to like like one of the things that was really confusing for me in the lcs for the first like two or three years we were, I was like aggressively trying to make trades. This is like before we even really had like GMs. <laughs> we were like aggressively trying to make trades all the time, as you probably saw with like what we did with like Medios, for example, right? Yeah. Like we were, we aggressively like wanted to make moves because we weren't satisfied and we wanted to get, we wanted to get better. And there were, and there were a number of teams that were just like, oh, we finished sixth or seventh in spring and we're not going to make any changes for a summer. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know that like you're not getting a high draft pick next year. Yeah, right. right. That's it. <laughs> like, why are you running this back? Like, what is what's your story for your fans? You know, and so like even even in like no, the like, most challenging times, they're like, like fans. Only thinking like twenty, <laughs> you know, twenty twenty nineteen, and some parts of twenty twenty. Like we were still like, hey, we're making yeah. changes. Like, we are moving the ball forward, and like even if even if it's like a low chance of us finding somebody great. Like we're still going to take take the shot as opposed to just like losing more. Yeah, right. Well, that was certainly one of the things that I think made us feel like we had chosen the right org <clears throat> because it was like, no, hey, we're not. We don't want to be in eighth. You know, <laughs> it's like we're yeah. we're going to move and get better. And and like Jordan said, we always like it always ended up working out. Like it, it's kind of crazy. Like you look at 
um, what happened with like Valorant or you look at what happened with um, Call of Duty and stuff. It's like things got really bad and then somehow like it seems like every sport with it within like a year is basically rebuilt into success and that's kind of insane like you're you're living with it every day so maybe you know like i said it feels longer to you that those time frames happen but we were um in our last week podcast we were looking at the timeline and we we're like wow like they really turned everything around that was a problem <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of insane uh yeah i mean i mean like yes i feel like we've been very fortunate in the sense of like we've now won in all three of our major games Mm -hmm. which is which was the goal but i don't think anybody's like satisfied and so we're going to continue continue to push does this mean you're going to get back into uh clash royale We are, uh, we're going to get back into Clash Royale. We're like tripling down on Clash Royale. <laughs> we're getting a Brawl Stars roster as well. Nice. Good. All right. We got, got some major okay. leagues for the people now. This is good. This is wait, good. Wait, wait. I mean, on this topic. <laughs> so never so let's say Marvel Snap. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, Marvel, the Marvel Snap lunch squad at 100 Thieves is like, that serious is an business crew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we just got to know, though, on this topic, this is, this is the hardest hitting question we've got for you tonight. Like, what was, what was the thought behind Clash Royale? It, just, <laughs> it felt like it came and went before we had a chance to even get a sense for what was happening there. Was it one of those games where it's like the, the, the publisher had made big promises on what the scene would be and then they just never came through this was not on the run of show for john it's not i just i just feel like i gotta know because i'll always wonder if not and we like those guys they're super i just want to make something clear i'm going to take 100 percent of the responsibility for clash royale amazing and also give matt some credit that i was like so anyway here's here's like the idea um i'm a big like i came you know i was building mobile games before 100 thieves and um Huge respect for Supercell. Like, I think they make great games. Um, 2018 was like that period where people were like, you know, I think we're going to be bigger than, than the NBA in about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was like every, every, new, every new opportunity, like it had kind of like unbounded upside. <clears throat> and I think what we're seeing with Garena Free Fire, which is now the most popular esport in the world, yeah, crazy. is kind of what we were maybe expecting to happen with mm-hmm. Clash Royale. We were like, this is the biggest mobile game developer in the world making their first competitive game. It's like really easy to understand and really easy to watch. This could be really, this could be really cool. And when you look at like the people who were playing and the content, it was like very family friendly. It was like Mr. Beast playing esports or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, I could see, th- I could see this like really, really blowing up, but it just like didn't, it didn't really, it just like didn't really pan out. So yeah. yeah. So I was just seeing in chat, Jackson showed up, and said the boys talking the big stuff, Clash Royale. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been waiting Jackson, five years. Jackson was there at. <clears throat> it was like the most like this is like a low point of Hundred Thieves was the Clash Royale scouting combine in 2018. <laughs> When we had to go and like the kids were like 16 or 17 years old. Yeah. They couldn't even like, they had very limited social skills. We had to go like convince the parents for them to join 100 Thieves. Mm. It's brutal. It's yeah. brutal. It was, it was <laughs> anyway, you did the, you did the hard work. So we've, we've won in all of our esports except Clash Royale. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's did, why you're retiring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cool, go ahead. I've got. I've I got just because we couldn't stand for for another uh, loss with Clash Royale. Keep, keep it up. Let's go. What other hard hitting questions we got? Like I'm ready to spill all all, right. all the beans got, here. We we cool, do have them. We do have them. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Jordan. This is this is actually so it's related to what you said. 2018, people the the real conservative estimate was one and a half years until we surpassed the NBA. Those are the people you kind of like. Ugh, this guy. Um. Can you give us a reassessment? I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated in this concept because I think there was, there was this idea persisting in the scene for a long time that at some point, you know, esports would eclipse 
traditional sports. This is the future. How are we thinking about that now? Um, like, is there a new paradigm that you you see people using and that you're using? And how does that change the way you approach kind of the day-to-day -day operations? That's a great question. Um, uh, I think we're all like, when esports was like being really, really like gassed up at its peak, I think internally, we never were like fully, fully bought in on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you never want to get that high when everyone's like gassing you up so hard or gassing up the industry, whatever. It's like we certainly like believed yeah. in it. And I would say on the flip side, now that sentiment has changed, the the um the feeling internally is certainly not like that that low either. It's like I think the vast yeah. majority of the people who are at Hundred Thieves and the vast majority of our fans were like here before the bubble and are gonna be here after the bubble. And so like all that other stuff is like a little bit of a little bit of like noise. Yeah. That we just it's like, hey man, we're we're still here to like win championships and build our community and do things the hundred thieves way. And let's like not get too distracted by um people like saying this is gonna be bigger than the NBA or people saying this is like a total bust. Because right. I don't I don't think it's either one, obviously. So yep. a follow-up on this is you know, like you also be like your business model is not insulated 100% from the ebb and flow of the opinion on the space economically, right? Like when, with sponsorship being such a massive driver of revenue for the business, if <clears throat> sponsors are hearing stuff like, oh yeah, no, esports is over, like that was a bubble, you know, and, and they pull out their cash, you know, that's a, that's a pretty big hurdle. Even if you, um, you guys internally are all like, yeah, we're stable on this, like we're good. Um, then there's still, you know, potential threats to uh, the revenues there. So how, like, what's, like, like how is that affecting you guys right now? Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure, like, there's a limit to what you can talk about with all these things. So, you know, we're, we're, to, we're not going to push you on anything. But um, if you have any comments on just, like, the, the state of things and um, how the view of esports, you know, feel like a lot of people talking about it now, how that's affecting your guys's business and and what your take is on that like if you're going to make any changes or you know sure uh what i would say is like our our long-term commitment and excitement about esports hasn't hasn't changed right yeah so with that being said do i think a lot of things are going to change in esports over the next couple of years like absolutely absolutely you know like right. it's been in a pretty incredible like five-year run in terms of like the amount that teams have invested and the amount that players have been paid and the amount of like content and support and all this other stuff going on in the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably going to be like a natural reset, but I think what comes out of that is probably going to be like a much healthier ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so it's probably like two steps back to take one step forward a, a, a little bit. Um, yeah. How's that for initial? That's good. That's good. <clears throat> well, I, yeah. Is this because... One of the things I was thinking about is, you know, one of the times you came on the show previously, you were talking about like the three pillars of Hundred Thieves, right? You had, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, you had your content, you had your apparel, you had esports, and <clears throat> those were kind of like the main structures that you were using to like build revenue around. Well, now mm -hmm. we've got some other things happening too, right? Like we've got Project X, we've got Juvie, um, probably other things you guys haven't even told us about, and so. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, and high ground happened since then as well. So, like, has your has your thinking on those three pillars moved in any way, um, or are you are you adding more pillars? Are you replacing pillars? Like, what are you doing? We actually, <clears throat> the way that we talk about it internally, and this isn't this is more from like the way that I talk about the business. Like, we have an all hands, and this is kind of how we'll talk about the business later this week. Is we actually view it as kind of like two halves, and they're separated a little bit by business model. The first half is what we would call like our esports and entertainment business. Mm -hmm. So, all of our competitive teams, the content that we make, the creators that we work with, that part of our business is largely through sponsors, right? right. So, shout out AT&T, shout out to Lexus, <clears throat> shout out to Heineken, 
<laughs> Shout out to JBL and a number of others that have been very supportive of, of everything that we do there. Like yeah. we're very, very lucky to have those partners with us for the long term supporting like the core of Hundred Thieves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that part of our business is is like almost wholly sponsorships, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other half of our business is all of our consumer brands. So all of our consumer brands being apparel, high ground, and now Juvie. So those are kind of like the two, the two that I look at. And like both of them are healthy businesses. Both of them, we have like a lot of work to do to make them even like sure. better and healthier and like continue to help them grow. Um, and Project X we actually look at is something like totally, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like in its own moonshot category. <laughs> moonshot. That's an interesting word. It's yeah. not yet in the same way that like, we talked about esports and entertainment and apparel because those were like the three mature, sizable businesses. High Ground and Juvie kind of like earned that right to be part of that squad uh-huh. and have us rethink how we're going to characterize things. And um, Project X still has like a, a long, a long way to a long way to go. So I was gonna say I was gonna ask you about Project X because <clears throat> I think uh, first of all for you that's got to be like. I don't know, like there, there may be an extra dose of passion behind that for you, right? Based on your career history. Um, and like, we've seen footage of it, which is mm-hmm. like, I'm surprised at how far along it got so quickly. Um, I think a lot of people, when they see the footage, they're like, well, what, like, what is this game going to be? Cause we can see that, it, you know, you go around and shoot people. And then <clears throat> what we've heard you, you, you guys talk about is like, you're still exploring the game concepts. So that puts me in space. Yep. I'm like, what are, what are you guys thinking with like timeline on Project X? Like, how are you approaching that? What, what are your expectations for that project? Or are you just being like totally fluid with it and we'll see what we get? Also a great question. <laughs> and the real, the, the real answer is making video games can sometimes be a little bit like making movies where it, there are some parts that happen very rapidly and some parts that happen very slowly. Even, even if you're making progress at the same speed the whole, the whole time, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, we have a script. Oh, we have this. Like, oh, we have funding. Oh, we have a star. And then it's like, and then it just like sits for like four years or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it can like accelerate again really, really, really quickly. Um, it's not as herky-jerky maybe as that, but yeah. also game development is definitely not like a linear a linear progression where <clears throat> you start at zero and then all of a sudden at 50 it's like here's the public beta you know and then yeah. and then you're like on your on your way to launch um what i would say is like it's still very early and we have like a small lean team basically like for lack of a better word we're kind of just like fucking around having a great time like <laughs> thinking about how we're going to make something that's very different and very like 100 thieves and that part has been really, really awesome in terms of, hey, what do we love about these games and what do we think we could do better or do differently? And then we'll like noodle on that a little bit. We'll talk to the creators about it. We'll bring in the COD pros. Like we'll get their feedback. And we do that about like once a month. But it's definitely not like a, hey, why haven't we made more progress? Yeah. It's like, uh, it, it totally is like we have this sandbox and we're playing around in it. And I, I honestly have like no idea where that is going to like manifest itself mm-hmm. or what that's going to turn into. But I think that's like the cool possibility is making small bets that could turn into something really big, I think is really, is really awesome. Yeah. I th- and I think that's probably mm-hmm. the only way to approach it like with, um, with a chance of success, quite frankly, because <clears throat> you, if you can, like, if you clone something else that's out there, it's not, it's not going to stand out and you guys are going to have, you know, great marketing channels to use to promote the game or whatever. But we've seen that happen a bunch where it just like is a flash and pan from a game, you know, and it's like, okay, this didn't truly stand out. Everybody forgot about it after two weeks. So it's good to hear that you're, <laughs> you're uh, taking a little bit of a different view of it because honestly, like quite frankly, like that, I get worried about it because I'm like, oh man, I really want the game to succeed. And it, yeah, if they just make like, you know, uh, a, a game development is also changing really, really rapidly. Yeah. Like right before our eyes. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the announcement coming out of GDC around 
uh, UEFN or un, yes. uh, changes oh to Unreal Engine in, in Fortnite. It's like, yeah. yep. I would expect more and more of these, like, three years ago, I said we would never make a game because it costs $50 million and, like, the barrier to entry is super high and you can't do anything. And then, like, a bunch yeah. of things changed around, like, oh, look, there's Unreal and there are all these tools and we actually have, like, these amazing marketing and distribution capabilities. And those things are like rapidly changing. We're like, when those announcements get made, we're like, huh. So we like, you know, like we took a look at all those announcements in the last couple of weeks and are like evaluating that platform. And like, they're just, when you have a bunch of really talented engineers and artists who are looking to like play and do things differently, yeah. all of these things are opportunities because we're not, um, we're not at the point where we have like a 60 person studio or a hundred person studio. That's like, okay. We have we we have like thirty million dollars and we have twenty four months and we now have to like uh you know crunch yeah. like that's we're we're very much in like the fun exploration uh part of the of the journey. <laughs> Good, I'm glad it's fun for now. <laughs> I hope it stays that way. Well, here this is I have a related question. Well, it's also by like uh the nice thing for us is like we've purposefully like kind of set expectations low and not been yeah. we're like. I'm like by even just by like talking about this like as we're talking about it, it's very different than people being like, "Yeah, we're going after Call of Duty." Like, <laughs> no, like no, like of course not. We don't we don't have you know right a billion dollars. So um, I yeah. think like we'll see how this whole project evolves, and we're excited to see like what it what it pans into. It might turn out to be nothing, like, but you know I think right. we're we're optimistic that it'll be something. Certainly optimistic that everyone's going to get a chance to play it and see it and feel it. Yeah, but it's definitely not going to be like, oh man, they bet the whole company on this one on this one game. Like, there's <laughs> there's no way we would ever let that happen. All right, breathe easy, everyone. Well, breathe easy. <laughs> I, I've got a related question. It's kind of a two part question. So, the first part is, have you? Uh, I'm sure you've defined what success looks like for this product internally. How much are you comfortable saying about that externally? Because I think partially. It's hard as a fan to understand. I'm bringing the fan perspective here. It's hard as a fan to understand how success is possible because people only really have one way to think about success in the video game space. And mm -hmm. that's to be the next League of Legends or Rocket League or Counter-Strike or COD. And I think even, you know, there, there are plenty of examples of games that have the type of budget you're talking about that people would look at and say, that's a, that's a failure, right? Um, mm -hmm. even after they might say, yeah, we, we actually did pretty well, right? Yeah. Um, people have short attention spans and I think a low threshold for kind of what, what true success is. So I'd be, I'd be fascinated to hear your, how you would explain what success looks like to fans of the org and just more broadly, I guess, to people who are observing and interested, but not getting that internal perspective. I mean, I think we, uh, like, uh, our mindset at 100 Thieves is, and it's the same for esports, and it's the same for High Ground and Juvie, and it's the same for the video game, which is, like, like one foot in front of the other, you know? Like, let's, let's get better today. Like, let's get better this year. Let's see what this becomes. And, and then we'll, like, we'll go from there. I think the idea of, like, you know, high ground's only successful if they're if they're bigger than like Razor and Logitech. I think right. it's not the right way to right way to look at this. Like, yeah. you know, if Juvie's not bigger than Red Bull, it's a failure. Like, I think that's probably the wrong mindset. Like, we are. <laughs> I mean, Hundred Thieves is still like a relatively small company. Where like, if we were a top two hundred and fifty game on Steam, that would be like a really meaningful meaningful thing for us. I think our ambitions are certainly like higher than that, but I don't. I can't yet say what the, what that looks like, which is again why we think a lot about like success based growth at Hundred Thieves. So like, you get to hire more people when you show us that you've had success with a few people, right? Like, yeah. you get to add more people when you show it. Like, you know, like Iron's done like an amazing job of like step by step by step by step, like amazing marketing, incredible like product improvement great community growth, continued growth in sales. And we're like, great, let's like continue to invest here as mm -hmm. opposed to like, let's bet, let's bet the farm or like, let's get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's kind of our approach, and I think it's going to be the same with with the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that so makes that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll part to that question, and it's it's part question, part perspective, and it's you know one of the Cole and I's favorite topics, as you know, is to try to figure out like why do people feel the way they do about hundred these? It's fascinating. <laughs> to me. It's fascinating. Um, because I think a lot of it is is it just comes from places that we can't really identify, right? And over the years, I think it's been it's 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 originated in different w- ways and places. Um, but I do think there's a common thread, which is people understand an esports organization because that's what most people view Hundred Thieves through that lens mm-hmm. as being there to do a thing, right? And that thing is to make content, win games, and you know maybe have kind of a an obligatory merchandise line, right? <laughs> so I, I think from the get-go, your approach of having these three these three pillars, mm-hmm. it was it was like you said, it was new and it was strange to people, and they didn't get it. They didn't get why you cared so much about apparel, right? Why that was important. Why should I care about it? Um, and I think you know now that you've got these two halves of the organization, I think broadly there's a there's a group of people who likely don't understand. The half that includes non-traditional business components, um, and you know, I guess I don't, I don't know if this is going to turn into a question or not. But <laughs> the, the 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 thing I'm realizing is, you said that you 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 came in with the intent to do things differently, and I think that's continued to be the common thread. Um, and it, I think people just need time to figure out what to do with that, and. So that's that's like the common refrain of like, well, why are they wasting their time and money on an energy drink that's never going to beat Red Bull or a video game that's not going to beat Call of Duty, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. So I think it's interesting perspective. Um, and it's a part of understanding this team, I think, that, um, that's been so fun. So it's not a yeah, question. I I as, a, <laughs> as a company, we're really comfortable with ambiguity. <laughs> and... A, a lot of a lot of people like aren't you know like yeah yeah why are you doing this and like what's it going to become and our answer is like we're just going to be honest like we're not really sure but we think it's worth a little bit of time and a few people yeah and then we'll see what happens you know right and sometimes it ends up like Clash Royale and <laughs> sometimes it ends up like you know the success that Juvie's had or the success that High Ground's had in the last year and we're like man that was like really I'm really glad we did that you know right so uh. I think we're going to continue to do those. And like, we're, we're like, if some of them don't pan out, like think about all the stupid shit that like big companies have launched that like doesn't work out, you know, yeah. like from the greatest companies in the world, whether it's like Apple or Nike or Facebook or whoever. Yeah, you I was going to say like, meta for Facebook. <laughs> you no, know, like just take like people, like you got to take, you got to take shots. Like the last yeah. thing we're going to do is like sit on the court <laughs> and dribble out the clock. Like we're going to keep shooting. Right. So you're not, um, a, you're not a big 10 team. Okay. Appreciate that. No. <laughs> no. I say um, that as a pained Big no, Ten fan. But, like, as you guys, I mean, so that you guys know, like, what's what's going on internally. Like, one of your questions, like, how much time am I spending on Project X? Like, the the candid answer is like very very little of our time. Like, Matt are spending a ton of time with our core business. Like, the most important thing in the world right now, given given like where the economy is, given where like esports is, like, we are busting our ass for our sponsors right now. Like. Yeah. They're making this happen. Like they're the ones that allow us to feel like competitive teams. They're the ones that allow us to like afford the people that we have at the company who are, you know, supporting like the vast majority of the things like our fans see. So like when when that stuff like needs our support and needs our help, like that's where I'm gonna be, you know. And in this moment, like GV and High Ground are, you know, like in apparel are all like doing fine and doing their thing. And so it's nice that Matt and I don't have to spend like a ton of time there. Project X is like at a very early phase. So like, it's really fun to spend time with those guys, but also like they, you know, like we enjoy doing that, but it's certainly not a necessity. Whereas like, we're definitely like the whole company in a lot of ways, like really, really leaning into that core business right now yeah. to make sure that that, um, that's doing well. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> look, I got to ask this question and I'm asking mm-hmm. this question, knowing that you might not be able to say like a single word about it. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, we're talking about the shifting landscape and you guys running like a more flexible, less predictable, maybe <laughs> kind of company. Um, 
you know, over the past few days, there have been rumors that have surfaced about the LCS team. And <clears throat> some people are like, yeah, I, you know, we've heard that Hunter Thieves is like shopping that spot, you know. And so all of us are kind of like, well, what's going on with this? Are they just giving up because 100 Talk Dads gave up or what's going on? Um, is there anything that you can say about that situation or any uh, perspective on it that you can offer right now for people? I mean, it would it would have made sense if we just like dropped the franchise after we won. That would have been the ultimate. If we just <laughs> the mic drop, just you know, <laughs> yeah, we we took our trophy and just left. We're like, thanks for having us, guys. We're we're out. Um, I actually didn't, to be honest. Like, I, I have not seen the rumors that included us. Yeah. Um, I've obviously seen everything that's happened with like CLG and TSM and. Again, I would say like we try we try not to get like too caught up in all this stuff, you know. It's like again, we're not we're not going to be like too high on the scene or too low on the scene, so we're not we're definitely not actively like shopping around mm -hmm. our our franchise. Um, I would say like, do we want to improve like the business viability of esports? Like, absolutely. Like, I think that's something that that all organizations and all franchises are trying to improve right now. Um, but I don't. I, de I definitely don't think we're like ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. So. Well, I you know, <clears throat> I kind of hearing those rumors and everything. My my own personal perspective is like maybe it's just a situation where you'll you, you know it, it's wise if you are, you know, running a team to always answer the phone, right? It's wise to always hear what's being said and what's being offered, and not automatically being closed off to things. So, you know, that's kind of like what I was thinking maybe would be the source of those rumors. Like, yeah, if I'm you guys and there's someone interested, I'm probably going to at least hear out what they have to say. But um, I think like one of the things for us that we, we've always appreciated is it doesn't seem like, you know, it's like you were talking about earlier. You guys are never too hot or too cold on stuff, mm -hmm. right? And so I well, feel like I guess, we can expect a reasonable decision. What I would say, like Liverpool, Liverpool just got in like a ton of trouble for this. Um, you know, the the owner of the Red Sox also owns Liverpool. Yeah, uh -huh. and I think there were rumors going around that he was trying to like sell the team, but the reality of the situation was he's like a financial investor. You know, there's there's a price on everything, and so like he yeah. kind of wants to know like, hey, what's the price on Liverpool these days? <clears throat> Which makes sense because those teams are like trading for like billions of dollars right now. Right. Um. I would say for us, it's it's more like league is kind of core to hundred thieves, and so like even in challenging times, I think we are our hope and our goal is like to figure out a way to make it work, you know. So it's like at the at the first I don't know, I don't know at the first sign of trouble, like we're not just like bailing. It's like we want to find a way to work. We're like really leaning in to try to find like ways to to improve things, and we'll see how that how that plays out with. <clears throat> riot and the other orgs and a lot of other stuff over the next you know few months like i said it's gonna be like a really big couple of years here but like you know we're like prepared for that yeah you know? i yeah i think about um what happened with call of duty where um you know after black ops 4 we stepped back we didn't buy in immediately to the league and the franchise spots <clears throat> and then i think the the phrase you used when we asked you about it after it was you know la thieves coming back was that you said like we missed it more than we thought we would you know what i mean like it felt like you know who hundred thieves is and i know for jordan and i that's <laughs> that's the feeling we have about lcs right like we've done we've covered all the esports except clash royale we should should <laughs> should have handled that we've covered all the other esports that are big heart. and uh <laughs> our coverage is kind of like come and gone at times but we've never dropped the lcs because it just felt like too much of like what this org is you know and uh so yeah i'm like i'm encouraged <laughs> i'm encouraged so i appreciate that um yeah so i mean we'll again like we'll we'll see we'll see what happens like yeah 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 i think that's the all, other thing i mean all of these pull. all of these things are like similar you know like we we i would love to keep all of them but they all have to like earn their spot you know right, right. and we are optimistic and we want to help them earn their spot we're not just like hey like either <laughs> <laughs> make this work and you're done like we're all yeah. like we would really love to see this continue to succeed so speaking of that like on a on a little bit lighter of a note 
um, the new VCT structure is rolled out. Uh, we've had uh-huh. a couple weeks now under our belts. Um, really incredible match against Sentinels, by the way, that it just could have gone either way. And then today we got a, a nice win. How are you feeling like about what VCT has been in this initial run? Like you feel like um, Riot's rollout of it is has been effective. Are you liking the production? Are you liking the marketing? Do you like the format? Like what are your general thoughts about VCT as one of the partner teams? Uh, overall, I think it was thoughtful of them to not franchise in the traditional sense with yeah. franchise fees, right? Yes. Like they've obviously like learned something. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's definitely like an improvement on that, on that front, you know? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> do you guys feel like, uh, I don't know, it, like for us, it, it feels like there's a lot of attention on that right now, especially because it's one of the places where we can potentially compete internationally, you know, like mm-hmm. our team has a shot to win internationally. Like we could win it all with this squad. So yeah. um, do you guys have anything like in mind in particular for this upcoming year? Um, are there any, like, I don't know, just, ha- just how are you feeling about the, the team itself? I mean, I think that's, that's one thing that makes call of duty and Valorant really special for us is, we do have an opportunity to be the world champions in those games, you know, like nothing against NA league, but like right. the odds are, the odds are pretty long. Yeah. Uh, with Valorant and with COD, it's also like, you know, we are fighting for literally like the number one team to be the number one team in the world. And that is really, I think a really amazing thing to do. So yeah, I'm uh, like a lot of confidence in our team, coaching staff. Like we'll see how this, We'll see how this plays out. But I mean, similar to how we played last year at the last chance qualifier, similar to how we played at the Red Bull Proving Grounds, similar to League of Legends and Call of Duty, it's like all that really matters is how hot we are come <laughs> champs. So yeah. that's again, that's also why I don't know, one of the things that I appreciate about you guys, it's like when you're in the doldrums of like week six of like, <laughs> you know, a spring season, like <laughs> it's not the time to be like over yeah. overreacting you know yeah. like even even this year with lcs like perfect perfect example right yeah. like hey guys like we're not where we want to be but we're also not like scrapping the vision for the year yeah um maybe we need to make like one change right and hey sure that, was, that, that was probably right so yeah and 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 hey anyway golden guardians ended up being pretty good <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nine, what were they? Nine and nine, right? Yeah. Like the number, the, the EG the number of teams that have had epic playoff runs uh, yeah. finishing middle of the pack. So, yeah. Who he, who he's still good. <laughs> he's still good. Turns out. Let's do, uh, let's do two, two quick questions to wrap up, John, and we'll let you go. Um, first off, I wanted to ask just like on a, on a personal note, because, you know, you, you're a father. Um, how has, and, and we're the Hunter Talk dads, you know, we've got our own kids and, a lot of the reason why, you know, as we mentioned, we're stepping away is to um, kind of not miss those moments and be able to be present and, and do our best with them. Like, how has being a father changed, you know, your life personally and then your life professionally? Ooh, that is a great one. That's a very, that's a very heavy one. Um, I mean, it's... You know what it's like. I, I don't want to like wax on like too much. Uh, uh, like I don't know how, the, how young the hundred talk audience is and how much they appreciate the, the joys and older. the challenges of, of parenthood. Um, but yeah, it certainly gives you like a very different different perspective, and your priorities change pretty significantly after you've after you've had kids. And like my my daughter trying to cheer and saying like hundred thief, <laughs> like in the I would when we'd like drive around town, like we're always playing esports, right? So I would like plug my phone in and I'd be listening to like the Twitch broadcast. And as soon as she would hear the sounds of CDL of guys like beaming each other, she would just start going like, undead thief. It's like, it's just like, this is awesome. I love that. That's Um, so good. But John, you'll be, you'll be glad to know my daughter, every time she draws like a family picture of us, uh, she always puts hundred T on my shirt, and that's <laughs> like that's the identifying feature. Uh, that's how you know it's dad. Yeah. 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 Ye
That's great. Um, anyway, kids are kids are amazing, and um, I'm glad you guys will have more time. And yes, your priorities change significantly. Unfortunately, it usually means less time for video games. Yes, um, but that yeah. is, you know, that's life, man. Yeah, that's it is. Life. But it's a, it's, you're, you're it's a good life. Yeah, Twitch in the car is something I've I can relate to on a deep level. It's <laughs> like I can't I can't miss this match, but we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go, right? <laughs> uh, all right. So, last question then, John. So we we just wanted to to ask what has been your proudest moment, you know, as you know, kind of like being at the helm of Hundred T with what you've achieved through the past five years, and and of course, I know that the number one answer would likely be your quadra kill in rec league um which has been memorialized <laughs> forever in our in intro. our intro yeah it's in the, exactly. the intro. yeah uh, shout out <laughs> shout out kale Maldoran, by the way the guy who made that intro yeah. for us uh so so other than the mf quadra kill uh what are you most proud of looking back at your uh your time um I will say, uh, number one, I think the obvious answer is definitely the 2021 LCS championship because it was so hard mm -hmm. and the road was so, so long <laughs> and so challenging. So that one was certainly like the most rewarding, you know, like where we had the, the longest odds and the most haters and all of that. That one was certainly like satisfying. That's why you gotta. Uh, you still gotta drop the hoodie org hoodie, man. <laughs> Matt's. Gonna, I think Matt's got that one, but that's like a one of one, oh, okay. limited edition. Fair very enough. Limited. It's like a one of one. That's actually yeah. my my uh, desktop picture is is him holding the trophy with the hoodie org. So, and then I think the other the other one is just like seeing. You know, we've hired lots of great people at Hundred Thieves, and so to like see them, the people that have been with us for three years or four years or five years or some 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 now even more than that, like grow in their careers and have the success that they were hoping for some of them are now moving on to you know like even other you know great adventures like that makes me super super happy that like yeah we're we're not just like i love being something amazing for our community and that's always going to be our like our biggest priority but the other thing that a lot of us are focused on is obviously being like the best organization that we can be for our employees and so to see them have success and be happy and find meaningful work and then go on and do other great things that that is also like a very that's like a very fulfilling part of the job yeah that's awesome man well look um we'll wrap this thing up but you know i wanted to say that <clears throat> we're so grateful for you welcoming us into what you do i mean it would have been very easy for you guys to just kind of ignore us because we've always been this kind of like small potatoes thing on the side um, and you did, you know, and I, I thought that distinguished you as an org, like most other orgs would just not take notice and not care. Um, but we felt so embraced by you and we appreciate that. It's been like the craziest ride. Like every time I think about it, I just think of like how fun it's been to climb the mountain and then fall again and climb the mountain again. And, um, <clears throat> I think we, we always have like a, a soft place in our heart for like, you know, the, the, uh, the OGs that are over there. And, um, so I, you know, I feel like as much of a fan as John of John Robinson, as I am of hundred thieves, you know, and, um, so we'll always be rooting for you. We're not, like I said, we're not go, we're not disappearing. We're still watching. We're still here. I'll still be on the Twitter account. Like, Everyone well, we need to get a message but... out to the community, but can't make an official statement. Who do we release that to now? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, when we need, when we need our back, our back door, that was actually one of the questions I was hoping you guys were going to ask. Oh, about the back door? No, not about the back door, but like you were like, what's one of like the it was like the the best parts or the or the hardest parts? And it was like there's so many times that people are like, why haven't they made an official statement yet? Oh yeah. And it's like because we can't, you know? <laughs> right. And you guys, you guys were like the only ones that were like, they haven't said anything because they can't. <laughs> but here's what we think. Yeah. And you guys were like way better than like, you know, I think a lot of other people would just be like, I can't believe they haven't said anything yet. And it's like, <laughs> like our hands are tied. Like we literally yeah. can't. Yeah. Put um, yourselves in their position. You guys guys. Piece together those puzzles. Yeah. And that's, I think that's an area where like esports can probably get like a, like a little bit, a little bit better because I think 
in pro sports now, you usually end up hearing 100% of every story. Yeah. You hear it from like a player's perspective and the org's perspective and the fans' perspective and a bunch of like, I think we're still kind of like getting there. Um, and yeah, but you guys, you guys usually <laughs> piece together more of the story than, than anybody else. And that was always pretty fun to watch. Well, I'll have to make appearances on Twitter whenever that's necessary. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be suspicious at all. Yeah, you know, ten tweets a year with the uh, semi-official story. <laughs> Look, guys, here's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's let you go. We'll say um, one last time officially, man. Shout out Oak Boys. Shout out John Robinson. Well, shout out to the Hundred Talk Pod, FKA Den of Thieves, for <laughs> being the number one most watched, most subscribed, <clears throat> most gifted subbed podcast in the history of 100 thieves and uh, i i i kind of hope it stays that way so, <laughs> yeah we'll have to see I, no, it, one, no one will be able to replace you guys well it'll be interesting if something else comes along though you know i've i've seen a couple a yeah. uh, couple things cooking from people on twitter and i know i'll be uh i'll be tweeting them for people to take a look so john again thank you for your time tonight uh thank you for the incredible jackets that's insane. Thank you for all the, the memories. Uh, Jordan, let's say again, as we always do. And for the last time to our podcast listeners, to our audio podcast listeners. By the way, we have a ton of audio-only podcast listeners, by the way. Yeah, sorry, guys. It's crazy how many of them we have. So to you guys, we'll say to you for the last time, we love you and we miss you already. Take care. Wow.